Hi, I'm Andy McDonald, Senior Pastor of Whole Life Church here in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, multi-generational congregation, a faith community committed to our mission to love people into lifelong friendship with God. And we're committed to our vision to be a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. I tell you, are you glad you were at church today? Amen. Amen. It's been a great month as we've gone through celebrating Black History Month this month, especially in music. We had the great stories like the one today that Karen shared with us about Barry Black. But each week we've had some some of those snippets. They've been wonderful to hear as, as we've tried to drive the point home that black history is our history. Uh, it's not a separate history. It's all part of our history. And, and it's been great. The music today and the music throughout this month has just been spectacular. And I really appreciate all the energy and effort and time and resources and rehearsals it takes to make all of that happen. Over these four weeks in February, we have seen how Jesus doesn't make life easy. I mean, we, we may think we have our, our spiritual life together, that we're doing okay, that we're living within the limits, sort of within the limits of the law and the instructions, and then it's like Jesus moves the boundary markers and, and makes a shift in the whole game. With the original Ten Commandments, the original Ten Commandments, we, we sort of know that there are, there are some that we might, we might struggle a little bit with, but we had some... I think, I think we all had some level of satisfaction that we hadn't messed up the sixth commandment. I mean, we hadn't murdered anybody. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that pretty good? I mean, nobody's murdered anybody. And, but, but Jesus comes along and he says, if we've been angry, it's the same judgment upon the person with anger as it was for murder. And if we look with contempt on someone, we look, we look this disparaging on them, uh, if we disparage a person's character, even if it's just a short post in Facebook or a, a tiny tweet that we said about them, we're all in danger of the fires of hell. <laughs> well, maybe adultery, uh, our second week, maybe uh, that's never been alluring. And we thought, okay, we, we got this one in the bag. But then Jesus talks about the look of idolatrous greed with a consumer mindset towards that which is meant to serve as a covenantal promise renewal. And we find ourselves at risk. And while we might not have been demanding eye for eye and tooth for tooth, you know, that kind of thing, we have to recognize we do like hitting a person back just a little harder than we were hit. You know, getting a little sweet revenge. And Jesus says, that's, that's not your best life. Hitting back, taking sweet revenge is not your best life. It's better to, as followers of Jesus, it's better to absorb the insults, to give up your rights, to go the extra mile, to, to give to the needy who's begging from you. Those were our first three. Today's text challenges us because it goes after a problem. We readily see it in other people, but we have a hard time seeing it in ourselves. We, it, 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 we're almost completely blind to it in ourselves. Sermons often get preached on this text we're going to talk about today when the church is trying to shake some 
dollars loose from the members, uh, you know, for some big project. And it's always legitimate. But I, in fact, I've heard and might have even been guilty of giving some sort of guilt-ridden sermons using this text. You'll recognize the words. Please don't immediately shut them out as if they were meant for someone other than you. Let God's word speak to you. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust uh, destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, if I was wanting to use the text for fundraising purposes, we now would talk about how large portfolios and big bank accounts are storing up treasure on earth. We we might work in some stories about how inflation, the malls of hyperinflation or devaluation of the dollar can steal your money away and how if you keep it at home and try to store it under your mattress, thieves may break in and steal it. That really there's only one safe place for your money. And that would be to give it to the church. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll have treasure in heaven, a safe investment. And, and listen, there may, be some, there may be some secondary teachings or applications of this text in that direction. But this isn't the primary message that Jesus is sharing in his sermon. The simplest literal translations of this verse would read like this. Don't treasure earthly treasure but treasure heavenly treasure. Don't treasure earthly treasure, but treasure heavenly treasure. Each of these admonitions gives some backup reasoning behind it. I mean, don't treasure earthly treasure where moth and rust corrupt it and where thieves can break in and steal it. That's a good reason not to treasure earthly treasure. And there's a pretty good reason for treasuring heavenly treasure where rust and moths won't corrupt it and no thieves will ever break through and steal. And Jesus just states a reality. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus just knows the the brutal and noble truth, the reality that our heart chases our treasure and our treasure goes after our heart. They stick together. I invite you to do an audit of your how you spend, invest, and use your treasure And it'll be a great way to discover where your heart is. And when something attracts and woos your heart, you know what happens? Your your treasure, you start spending your treasure in that direction. Jesus here is just laying down the axiom that where your treasure is, there is where your heart will be. And he doesn't say it, but he sort of does. We don't live well with divided hearts. We don't. When we try to put our treasure, our heart in one place and put our treasure in another place, we just, we just don't live well like that. 
Remember the whole sermon on the mount, Jesus is giving, is to try to teach what life is like in his kingdom for his followers, how they'll live differently, a qualitatively better life. In this, in this passage, Jesus throws in what feels like an almost out of place parenthetical couple of verses. I've, I've always wrestled with these couple of verses in the middle of this um, talking about treasure. Here's what he says. The eye is the lamp of the body. If the eye is good, your whole body is going to be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? The King James translation says, if the eye is single, the New Living Translation says, if the eye is clear, the New International Version says, if the eyes are good. The word translated single, clear, and good in these various translations is the Greek word, for generous. Ah, it's starting to make sense now. And the word for bad, if your eyes are bad, is the word for grudging, ungenerous, penurious, stingy. Now it makes a little more sense, these parenthetical verses, it seems like. And I, I want you to try on the Andy McDonald paraphrase, okay? Yeah, you, can't, you can't go to the store and get this, okay? But here it is. All We all have two different two different ways of seeing things. If we have a generous eye, our whole being will be filled with light. And if we have an ungenerous, grudging eye, our whole being will be filled with darkness. And this ungenerous way of viewing the world can turn even the light that we had into great darkness. Makes more sense, doesn't it? How are your eyes? How are your eyes? Do you, do you look at people and situations and opportunities and behaviors with a generous eye that brings light? Or do you look at people and situations and opportunities and behaviors with an ungenerous eye, an ungenerous eye towards others, a stinginess of grace toward them? For a moment, let's go back to money and treasure. And uh, in, in, in comparison, in a companion text that was the children's story today as well, it, that's where it comes from. Jesus says to his followers, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A person's life does not consist in the abundance of their possessions. I don't know what it is about greed, but it, it seems to be one of those sins that makes us blind to it. Oh, we can see it in other people. I mean, you've, you've recognized other people as being greedy, haven't you? It's like, oh, man, you know, so they're so greedy. Um, you can recognize in other people. But there's something about greed that when you look into the mirror of your own self, it hides itself chameleon-like to our own eyes. It's just not there. We look at ourselves and think, no, I'm not greedy. In all my years of ministry, I've had people call up and make appointments to come by and see me. They want to come by, and because I'm a pastor, they want to you know, confess some sin to me. And they want to share their story and sort of get some grace on it a little bit. It's a, it's a, little, it's a little Catholic, but, 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 but in all my days, I mean, I have heard some incredible things, some terrible confessions, things that will make your hair curl, but no one has ever called up and said, hey, Andy, I'd like to come by and talk to you because I'm greedy. Isn't that really, I mean, it's never happened. Greed is one of the famous seven deadly sins. And, and I'm pretty convinced that, that part of its stealth and dangerous danger, deadliness is its ability to hide itself from us while it's within us. 
we're all pretty sure this isn't one of our problems. If I had polled you as you came to church, are you greedy? You're like, oh no, I've got some other problems, but I'm not greedy. Um, we know we have other problems, but we don't believe we're not, we are greedy. I don't know. Greed's weird. It blinds us or, or shuts us down from asking ourselves hard questions. Oh, questions like, who am I accountable to for how I spend my money? Did I take the job that I'm in because I really love it and believe in its cause or was it really mm, for the money? Oh, here's here's a hard one. Do I need to spend the amount I do on clothes and restaurants in my apartment or my home? Am I saving for a rainy day, which is a really good concept, okay? Am Am I putting some away for a rainy day? Am I saving for a rainy day or am I hoarding, thinking money will keep me safe? Is it my security? Is it my security? Is, it, is my security in, in money and material things? Do I imagine that the more money I would have, the more significant I would be? Now, these are questions that greed doesn't want us to ask. But they are questions that Jesus' followers need to be asking on their way to living kingdom life. And especially, especially if you're a professional person in this country. Uh, this, is, this is hard to reckon with, but I want you to listen. Approximately 70%, approximately 70% of the wealth in the world resides in about 5% of its population. Let that register for a second. 70% of the wealth of the world resides in about 5% of the population, which is pretty much the United States of America. And if you're a professional If you're a professional person in the United States of America, then you're in the top 20% of that 5% of the most wealthy people in the world. Now we we think, oh, not you, you've got somebody else in you, not me. I can't be in that kind of a category. We compare ourselves to millionaires and billionaires and don't think that we have that much. You know, it's like, look at all these people with all this money. I don't have all that. But professionals in the United States of America are in the top. 20% of the top 5% of the world. In that light, who among us would dare to say, I'm doing good, I, I I couldn't give more away. We won't even think of the possibility that we have any greed in our lives. Why does money and materialism have that kind of a power over us that that it grabs us and then blinds us to the fact that it has a hold on us? Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The power of a bad eye, an ungenerous, stingy eye, is it makes us walk in the dark. We may imagine that money and material things and treasure will provide us with, with significance. Folks, that is a walk in the dark. We even begin to stratify people into categories like a caste system based upon their economics. We look down on the people who make less than us as if there was something wrong with them and we look up with envy on those who make more than us like we wish we were there where you are. Our whole measure of significance is messed up when it comes to economics. We may, we may, by the blindness of greed, imagine that treasure will give us control. But there are, there are so many problems that come our way that treasure 
can't solve. I'll never forget a prayer that uh, Tom Warner gave right here in this room when they prayed, thank God, thank you God, that most of our problems can be solved by money. Because the problems that can't be solved by money are, are horrible problems and there's lots of them. Uh, and, and, and but even even then, if we, if we believe that our treasure can solve our problems, we've got to realize the, the moth of inflation can snatch away whatever modicum of control we thought we had. We may believe, we may be believed that treasure will make us secure. We put trust for safety and security in our treasure. A couple of girls were attending a Christian college. And as would, have, as would have it, during their year, that first year of college, they, they gave their lives to Jesus and their hearts to Jesus, and they decided they wanted to be missionaries. They wanted to leave school and go be missionaries. And so they went home on a break, and they told their parents, we want to go be missionaries, and mom and dad rolled their eyes. <laughs> but they didn't deny them their dream. They just said to the girls that, girls, you, you need to have some security before you rush off to be a missionary. You should finish your master's degree. And, and then you should have some job experience, get in the workplace and have some experience and, and, and build up some savings, some security. Well, the girls returned to college and they told their professor, hey, this is what mom and dad said about this idea. What do you think? I love his response. He said, well, we're living on this little rock hurling, hurtling through space. And at some future time, all of us will reach a point when a little trap door will open under our feet and we're going to fall off this little rock. He said, and below us are either the arms of the everlasting Savior or nothing. And he laughed and he said, do you think a master's is going to bring you security? You know, Jesus' teaching is really straightforward. Do not treasure earthly treasure, but treasure heavenly treasure. I've read this text, I don't know how many times throughout my life. And at this time I said, okay, this is great, but what is the heavenly treasure? What is the heavenly treasure? Is it really bringing all your money to the church and just dumping it here? You know, is, what is the heavenly treasure? I believe that Jesus' teaching is clear here that ultimately heavenly treasure is none other than God himself. This is a teaching, this is an anti-idolatry teaching. I believe what Jesus is teaching is clear anti-idolatry teaching. He talks about it in reference to the treasure and money because of all the forms of idolatry that we can be tempted to go toward, this one of greed, of treasuring earthly treasure is the most subtle. It has a unique ability to hide itself, to blind us to our own reality. Well, Jesus wraps up his teaching in verse 24. He says, there can only be one top thing. You know, the, the, word, the word priority came into the English language in the 1400s, the word priority. It was, it was a singular word. It, it meant the very first or, or a, a prior thing. It was only in the 1900s that we pluralized it and started talking about priorities. Greg McCallan writes, illogically, we reason that by changing the word, we could bend reality. Somehow we would now be able to have multiple first things. Jesus is simply saying, you can't have two first things. Can't have here, here are his words. No one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot, you cannot serve 
people's Hi, God. This is Randy let's McGray, un- let's podcast producer and host get here at Life Church. You cannot be a slave into lifelong to God friendship with God and is our mission at the Home Life Church. In a slave our podcast, has no rights. Speaking of grace, a slave has no time that is their own. With a slave Randy has no resources that are, are the slave's resources. And when you and I help us treasure together anything other than God at the apex of all, we're storing up check out the whole life takeaways for this message. It will, Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. The test of time. Speaking of conversations, each when Wednesday we morning God we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians. We all have all focused through the lens of grace. What we're your saying to ourselves is a welcome addition is that to if that I conversation. Have that thing I treasure, whatever, we encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607-podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your head. Father Thanks and the for Spirit and, and all that they had week. created together, and that includes you. That includes you. Jesus was willing to come here and retrace the steps where Adam fell, willing to come and reconcile all things to himself, to the Father. And Jesus said, if I do this, if I can save them, if I can transform them, if they can be one again, once again in oneness with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in a total oneness for all of eternity, then whatever I have to go through, even if it means going to hell itself, will be worth it because I treasure oneness with my people. Jesus treasures the unity of the Trinity life that has been interrupted and broken by sin. And he, Jesus, has set things right. He says to us, don't don't treasure earthly treasure, but treasure heavenly treasure. Make Jesus your treasure. If you do, you'll be free from the tyranny of money and materialism as your master. And you'll be able to love rich people into long life, into lifelong relationships with God, friendship with God, because you no longer envy them. You don't distance yourself from them because they're wealthy. And you can love, be able to love poor people into a lifelong friendship with God because you don't look down on them for their poverty. And when you are treasuring Jesus, laying up treasure in heaven, Clear, you only have one master and it isn't money. You'll be giving your money away joyfully and deliberately and happily. Treasure Jesus and you're laying up treasure in heaven.